Hi, you're listening to Topics, the podcast where we try to make humankind kind of human. You know, the outpouring of responses to our last episode, What is Art?, was so fervent that we decided to have a contest. The contest is called the Topics Podcast Is This Art Contest, and here are the rules. Send us a JPEG of anything you want to our Twitter feed, at Topics Podcast, and we will tell the winners if it's art or not. The winners will be announced on next week's show. Again, the rules of the contest are, send us a JPEG of anything you want to our Twitter feed, at Topics Podcast, and on next week's show, we'll tell the winners if it's art or not. Thanks for listening. It's Topics with Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black, two longtime friends who are really trying to get into the big questions of not only this day, but I feel like all days. Would you agree with that, Michael? I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we want to get into the nitty gritty about what is, you know, what's the meaning of life at the end of the day? That's kind of what we're talking about. I heard that. Yeah. We're really unpacking some pretty big ideas in this series of podcasts. Um, my hope is that you, the listener will walk away going, I don't know if I have the answers, but I definitely heard some questions today. That's what's yeah. most important to me. Well, and I just want to say, I want to say, cause I think it bears repeating that we are really unpacking this stuff. Oh yeah. No, there's, the, I think of this podcast as each episode, there's like a big U-Haul moving box. Okay. And in each box is a question. What, yep. what is, uh, what is the nature of poetry? What is the nature of art? What is life? Uh, what does it mean to be a good person? And each episode, I'm taking uh, an exacto knife and I'm cutting open the packing tape. I'm opening up the box and I'm unpacking whatever it is I find inside. Yeah, and just exactly. and just taking a look at it. Yep. I'm not even necessarily putting it away. I'm not necessarily even putting it on a shelf and saying, "Okay, nature of art, you belong on this shelf for all time." No. I'm just unpacking, I'm looking at it from every angle, and then sometimes I'm put, just putting it right back in the box. Uh-huh. I don't know if you feel similarly to that. I do, I do. Um, yeah, especially, yeah, like your description of it is, is exactly what I would, how I saw it. It's, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm taking it in my hands and I'm saying, oh, how does it look in this light, okay? Right. Uh, and I might move it to a different part of the room and say, well, how does it look in this light? Right. And then I might flip it over and say, well, what about in this light, in this slightly darker light? You know, I'm looking on the bottom side of it because sometimes when we unpack these questions, we look at the surface and that's important. But sometimes yeah. it's also important to kind of turn it over and look what's on the underside. Yeah. You know, and maybe those questions are a little more uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean they shouldn't be asked. Well, you know, it's like if you go out in nature, right? I love nature. And you come to a log, like a, what do I think of? a tree trunk, mm -hmm. a dead tree trunk lying on the ground. And then you push it over mm -hmm. all the stuff that's underneath it. Mm. 
the the bug the bugs the the dirt is that is that what you mean exactly what i mean and and you just said something i think is really interesting because it, it it made me think that sometimes the most interesting stuff is the stuff that's underneath uh huh you know you you might turn over that log and you might see an entire colony of ants or beetles or 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 wood wood burlers i don't i don't i don't think wood burler is a thing but you know what i mean i do yeah like like it's almost like what's behind the curtain okay is what's like you know what we see the facade the outside is this kind of controlled image, uh-huh. but what's underneath it, what lurks deeper underneath it is where the more interesting stuff That's the is. juicy stuff, you know, that's yeah. the real broth of life. Yeah. It, it's, it's just where all the juices bubble and simmer yeah. and, and emit their, their juicy odors and their yeah. aromas and, and we really just, we, we, we stick our hands into that juice and just kind of mush them around and feel the pulp running between our fingers. That's what I really want this podcast to be about. Yeah. Just yeah. getting into the juice. In the, in the soup. Mm-hmm. Right into the soup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's a, if it's a box or a log or a curtain or a soup, but all of it. You know, they all share one thing in common, which is all of those things, whether it's boxes or curtains or soups or whatever, they're all very wet. You know, they're all very wet, uh, uh, juicy objects. And, and that's, that's what I think is really important. They're, they're slick. Yes. They're slick and slippery Mm -hmm. and just shiny and juicy Mm -hmm. and wet. And that's what, that's, what's been so valuable to me in this podcast is just getting my hands wet and, uh-huh. and just, just, uh, breathing in all those just smells, vapors, yes. the vapors, yes, yes, yes. The vapors that are just rising like steam mm-hmm. off of the topic. Mm-hmm. It's been great. It really has been great. And I've learned so much, um, just having having the conversation is just so important. Yeah, totally. I was today. Yeah, yeah. What? What, what were you going to say? I, I I've been thinking about something that's pretty fundamental. Um, what's What's that? It's something that I think the great philosophers have been debating back and forth for decades. What is it? What are the differences? Ooh, I'm already intrigued. Between men and women. Oh boy. Right. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we, we talk about opening up a, a, a can of soup or getting our hands juicy. This is going to open up a can of worms, I think. Um, but I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. Well, um, the gender gap, the gender barrier, mm. mm-hmm. the, the gender, gender, if the gender, gender. Mm. Yes. Gender. Gender. Uh-huh. Man, woman. Uh-huh. Of course there's, uh, you know, like 
Chaz Bono. Uh-huh. Right. So sometimes you're saying that sometimes people can blur the lines between what is man, what is woman. You know, right. they, they can they can it can enter into a kind of uh, a non-specific gender area, a gray area. Exactly. And I think in a way it's in that gray area that some of the more interesting stuff is. Mm. Exp- expand on that. Well, there's like over like there's like you know, on one side is man, okay? And on the other side is woman. Right. And then in between is this gray area. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. You're saying on one side, and I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try to uh, paraphrase what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're saying on on one side is man, yeah, and on the other side is woman, and right. in between is like a gray area. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm basically saying. I, and I, I forgive me if I'm, if I'm being repetitious, but I'm basically just saying like on one side that you have man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then on the other side, I feel like you have one man. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, it's something gray. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, is that what you're saying? I, I, I think so. What, what do you think I'm saying? Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with your words too much because I think you said it really nicely, but I think what you're saying yeah. is that, okay. On, on, if you, if you, if you picture the spectrum of gender as a kind of line, okay. Uh, with, with ends. So a line segment. Okay. St- a straight line, right? Yes. Okay. And, I'm, and, and, and I don't, I don't mean straight in the, in, no, in, no, in, no. In the, in the sexual <laughs> right. way. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to get into sexuality just yet. Yes. Yes. But I do want to talk about gender and those are, those yes. are two different things. And I think we could, in a way we could call this graph that we're talking about. We could title it gender. Great. So on my gender graph, I, on one side, I put man. Mm-hmm. On the totally other side, mm-hmm. I put woman, mm-hmm. and in between, and in between is a vast area. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a, like a like a gray area where there are gradations, where there are shades of of man and woman. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Okay. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Now. I want to start with just, um, the, the extremes. Okay. Man. Yes. Woman. On one, on one side. Right. Woman on the other side. What? Yes. Okay. So let's start with, let's, let's say ladies first. Let, how, what, what would you say is woman? <laughs> how chivalrous of, of us, <laughs> how chivalrous of us to say that. <laughs> I, hope, I hope nobody thinks I'm being a sexist when I put woman first, because I'm not, I'm not trying to put her on a pedestal. I'm not trying to say, uh, although sometimes she deserves to be, you know, with, with some of the crap that my wife puts up with, I think she does. Oh. She deserves a pedestal. 
<laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to make it personal. Hey, Mike, put your don't put your feet up on the couch. Uh. <laughs> can you, Mike, can you please put the cap back on the toothpaste? I think we've all heard that one. <laughs> but hey, Mike, stop peeing on the floor. <laughs> well, no, that no, because I wouldn't know. Oh, you don't do uh, that. Oh, okay. but on one so on one end is woman, and yes. you know. I, I think traditionally we think of woman as the caregiver, the nurturer, mm-hmm. the earth, the earth mother mm-hmm. who provides uh, sustenance. Mm-hmm. Um, m- maybe more emotional, less analytical. Yep. Um, maybe not as smart. Um, uh, what What do you mean about that part? I don't. I don't know that generalization. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm only, I'm speaking in very broad historical, um, um, gender biases. Oh, okay. And for years, you know, for, you know, the first 20, 50 years of our country, women didn't even have the right to vote. And I think that's because there was an inherent distrust in their ability to process information in the same sort of cold analytical way that a man could. I'm only talking Uh about historical gender biases. Okay. And I think, so we see, this is what I, I I actually like, I don't know enough about history to say this definitively, Mm -hmm. but that's like that, that particular bias. I actually, I guess I am not as aware of it. But I guess I don't know. Well, think about uh, the stereotype that persists even today about uh, math and science and about how girls underperform in those topics. And it's been a source of a lot of research and academia as to determine why that is. Are there societal pressures that cause girls to underperform in those in those subjects? Or is there actually something uh, biological going on that that makes them underperform specifically in the, in the maths and the sciences. And I, I, I guess in my opinion, if we look at the kind of larger continuum of history and we go back decades, even a hundred years, and you say, why are women so, so much dumber than men? You, I think you're, you're sort of forced and I'm only, I, I don't mean emotionally. I just mean just in, um, in in, like, in in the social sciences and in the mathematics and, and et cetera. Why are women so much dumber than men? And I think the question you have to ask is, is there something biological in the female mind that prevents them from understanding the world as fully as a man does? And, and, and you know, look, I'm, I'm not a scientist. Uh, maybe I have a little bit of, of, of woman in my brain, but I think that the answer you're forced to to, to come up with is, yeah, I think there's something biological that prevents women from being as smart as men. Yeah. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I definitely don't agree with that. Okay. Can you expand on um, that? Or, or I guess more, I guess, I guess, I guess more to the point, can you prove it? Because when we're talking about these large topics and these important topics, I think it's important to offer some sort of proof and I can offer proof on my end. What's your proof? Albert Einstein. How is that proof? Albert Einstein was a man who is also who was a genius in math and science. I can I can, right. I can think of another one. Uh, okay, uh, Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton. 
Right. Um, but why are the, why is the fact why is that proof of the opposite? In other words, you're saying that the fact that Albert Einstein existed is proof of your this point you're making about women's intelligence. Well, yeah. I, I, look, I think women are brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I, I think women are just as brilliant in men, except in the areas of thinking and logic. Uh huh. Um, I, I, so, I can think of other examples. The, all the great mathematicians and scientists have been men. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, if you if you if you can think of the great female mathematicians and scientists, please illuminate me. What's a what's a? Are you saying scientist? No, no, no. Scientists or mathematicians. So you want me to say the name of any famous? woman who was a scientist. If you're going to say Marie Curie, that would be a great example. Well, okay, Marie. Of of course she worked with her husband. What about Gertrude Elion? I don't know who that is. Well, she won the uh, Nobel Prize in 1988. Yeah. She was a biochemist. If you hadn't just Googled that, would you have known Gertrude Elion? No, but I don't know any very many men who've won the Nobel Prize either. I know all of them. Yeah, because you're looking at a list of it on Google. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. But I think you have. I think you're. You would be forced to agree that the overwhelming majority of scientists and mathematicians are men. And again, again, I am not in any way disparaging a female intelligence, which I think comes out in the areas of nurturing, um, which which would include like the fields of nursing or teaching or, um, support, supporting fields. Like what's that? What would be a supporting uh, like, field? Like mm-hmm. administrative assistant. Uh-huh. I, I see. I feel like the, I feel like the best administrative assistants are probably women, whereas the best, uh, executives are probably men. Not because, And why, and why is that? Because they, because they're forced to use cold analytical reasoning I see in, 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 in the running of their businesses. I see. And that's something that you're saying women historically aren't, aren't as good at. Right. And it's, and it's not, are there, are there, are there some women who are good at it? Of course. And some men who are bad at it. But uh-huh. I think if you look at sort of, um, again, the, the broad historical continuum, you're forced to conclude that women have very specific roles and men have very specific roles. Now, if society says a mathematician is more valued in society than a nurse or a, or, or a wet nurse, then that's, to me, that's a fault with society and not a fault with people's native acumen. Uh-huh. Um, if we say, you know, Albert Einstein is more valuable than, than the girl who takes a, a blood sample for you when you're not feeling well at the doctor's office, then that's, that's an issue I have with society. Because again, I think men and women have strengths and weaknesses that neither is more valuable than the other, um, but that we should acknowledge the differences. Well, and I mean, I think you're bringing up probably you're opening an even larger can of worms, which is just general, uh, 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 I would say stereotypes Mm. that exist about, about things that cross from gender to race Mm -hmm. to class Mm -hmm. 
to uh, get into religion and the various different uh, preconceived notions that we have about what all of these different uh, groupings uh, typically are good at or not good at or what have you. Right. And, and nobody hates racism or sexism or classism more than me, believe me. Um, and it's so important to me that we acknowledge the strength of women, uh-huh. their bond with children, with animals, um, with, with, with providing, you know, going to, you know, for, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example of this. Okay. Okay. Uh, my wife says to me the other day, Michael, can you run to the grocery store and, and, and pick up a few things for dinner? Yep. Yep. And I say, sure, I'm happy to do that for you. Um, what do you, what do you need? And she says, well, you know, just throw some things into the, into the basket for dinner. Now I go to the grocery store. I'm at a loss. Right. You're, you're thinking, uh, you, you can't think past hamburger meat right. and, and like you're thinking hamburgers on hot dogs. And if it's not that, you don't know what to do. I don't know do. what to do. Whereas my wife, who is a woman, can go to the grocery store and come back with a five course meal. Ingredients. Yes. She can actually think of actual That's ingredients. Right. That's right. And I look at her and I marvel and I say, sweetheart, I don't know how you do it. And then, you know, I might slip her an extra $20 or something that week and say, you know, just, this is your mad money. You just go and, and, and have fun with this. It's just, it's just, she has her strengths. I have my, my strength in, in the relationship. What, yeah. What's your, because I think it is important to talk about men and, and, and what men do. Well, I, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, women dominate the conversation and it's like, well, what about, there's a whole other there's a whole other gender out That's there. That's right. And I think for a lot of years in, in this culture, men have gotten the short the shaft. Yes, the exactly. Shaft. We've been, we've, we've been the, the, the thrown to the side and igno- largely ignored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and if you look at our popular media, and, and when I say popular media, I'm talking about television, I'm talking about film, um, men are often portrayed as, and, you know, forgive again, the gender specific term boobs were the boob. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I don't even like that word because it implies a, a, a lack of intelligence among women, which I think is just crazy and wrong. But men are the fools. Men are the jesters. Men are, men are the incompetence. Yep. Um, the, 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 the Neanderthal, the cave, <laughs> the caveman, right. caveman. That's right. I mean, if you, do you recall a show, uh, starring the comedian Tim Allen? Uh, I think it was, it was called home improving or, or home, in, yep. home, home improvement. Yeah. Home, home improvement. improvement. And one of, one of the things it, it used to make me laugh a lot. Uh, but it, it speaks to this is that when, when, when the character of Tim would do something particularly masculine, I guess is the word he would all, he would, he would beat his chest and, and make a, a caveman sound as if, as if to punctuate, this is what it means to be a man. He would go, I just fixed, uh, the car again, ooh, 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 you know, like a, like uh, a hooting, uh, like a hooting uh-huh, sound. Uh-huh. And it all, right. it always used to make me laugh because it spoke to, I think a greater truth which is that men have this kind of uh, genetic predisposition 
to build, to create, um, to improve the world, to compete, sometimes to go to war. And we need the tempering effect of woman to take the rough edge off of some of that. Yeah. I, I, I don't agree. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that, um, and I think that, uh, I'm less inclined to, uh, make, make, make it so much about woman versus man, as much as I think every individual, uh, needs to decide for themselves, uh, what role they want to play well, in this, in society. I can decide. I want to play first base for the Yankees, Mike, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, <laughs> but you, I don't but have, you, the, I don't have the, the genetic predisposition to do that. Just like I don't have the genetic predisposition to, to, to nurse my children. I can't do it. I can decide to do it. But, you know, if I, if I, if I cradle a babe to my breast, no milk will come out, no matter how right. hard I try, no matter what I choose. Whereas if my wife does that, milk comes gushing out of her breasts. You know, she'll, she, she, she will literally spray the child with her mother's milk. That's, that's a, that's a, a, a vivid image. Mm -hmm. Um, regardless though, the simple fact that she is able to do that doesn't make her a good mother. Oh no, I never said she was a good mother. So, but I feel like you're making the argument that. I would not make the argument that my wife is a good mother. Okay. Let's take your wife out of the equation. I see. That that the by because women are biologically able to you know that there's differences right. would would then dictate um the path I that see. they choose i see that's interesting so you're saying our biology is not our destiny right right so th- so right so the fact that my wife you know creates this very creamy milk that comes out of her breasts when she's suckling it doesn't necessarily translate into, uh, therefore she will be a good mother because there's other societal factors or to make, or to, or to, to spin it a different way. Uh, just because of this, just because women, um, are biologically able to have children does not mean that they, that they have, that they can't pursue uh, anything that they choose to pursue that they are, it doesn't mean that they're, that they're, that they have to just make children. Oh, of course. I, I, and, I agree with that a hundred percent. And the opposite, if, 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 if you, Michael decided that you wanted to be a nurturer and a caregiver, that you could, t- you could choose to do that too. I, you're not, you're not forced by, uh, the, by dint of you being a man that you have to go out and fight wars Mm -hmm. and compete and all those things, you could be a house mom, Mm -hmm. a house, you could be a house dad. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think, I think you're saying some really important stuff now. And, and I think you're really, you're really speaking to me now on a deeper level because I think you've unpacked 
and I'll go back to that word, what the gender biases are. But underneath those biases, you found, you've discovered something, which is that we are not predetermined to fulfill a gender stereotype based on our genders. And that's, I think, an important point. Like if you wanted to play first base for the New York Yankees, you, you should, you should be allowed to do that. Right. 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 Should my wife be allowed to do that? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I, what do you, what you don't think so? I think now I'm only, I'm only speaking, I'm speaking very specifically now because I don't want this to, I don't want you to interpret this as something as a broader statement about women, but I think professional female athletes is, is it ruins sports. Wow. Why? Because they're not as fun to watch. Uh huh. So if you like, if I say to you, Hey, do you want to go to the NBA game? You say, absolutely. If I say, do you want to go to the WNBA game? You say, let me see what else I have to do that day. It uh-huh. doesn't mean you won't go but you're less inclined to go. Or if I say, Hey, let's watch the final, the the final round of the masters play. You go, great, let's do that. But if I say, let's, let's watch the final round of the LPGA masters. I don't even know if they have that event. You go, you go, I, you know, let me see what else I have to do today. Um, but if, if you say, uh, we go watch the finals of Wimbledon. I'll go watch that. Oh, women tennis players. Sure. That's great. That's great. But they're not, they're not, they're not athletes in the same way that a baseball player is an athlete or a football player is an athlete. Why not? Because of what they wear. They wear, they wear, they wear skirts and, and, uh, it's, 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 um, it's a more, it's a more feminine sport. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not, not really. Well, I mean, men, tennis, men, tennis, men, tennis is a very feminine sport. Why? Why do you think that? Um, there's just something very fey about it. I think. Huh? I play tennis. I don't, I don't mean to suggest that all men who play tennis are fey. Mm-hmm. Just that the sport itself is a, is a little bit, it's a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit effeminate and that nothing wrong with that. Some sports are going to be more effeminate, uh, figure skating more. It's a more effeminate sport. Uh huh. Tennis. Hmm. But again, they get, see, it gets see. into that gray area of gender. So you have a, you have a, a kind of female part of you that wants to play tennis in, in, in this goes what, back to what you were saying. You allow yourself to embrace that more feminine side and say, okay, uh, I'm going to play tennis regardless of what anybody thinks. And I think, I, th- I think that is not only very brave, but also speaks to a kind of wider societal acceptance of what gender is. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I know how much you enjoy tennis and I, I, I would encourage you to play it as, as much as you can or as much as you want. Thanks. I will. Um, we really, I think uncover Wait, what I feel like, can I just say, I feel like we only scratched oh, the surface it, it, of this. Barely. We could, we like, we literally barely scratched the we surface. We could do 
10 episodes just on this and, and still just scratch the surface. And I think I'm thinking maybe we should. I'm thinking maybe we should do 10 episodes just on this. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as, as well, I, I do want to finish up kind of the larger, broader canonical questions that we've been talking about. And yes. then if we want to get further into some of these specific questions, yeah, I, w- I would love to devote more time to it. Um, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I look at this season of topics as a kind of, um, uh, flyover, you know, the 30,000 yeah. foot view. Right. And then if we decide to do a second season or a third season and we want to kind of zoom in on some of these important questions, great. There's no rules. Cause can, cause can I tell you what, what I'd like to talk about next time? Yeah. Time travel. Oh, wow. Boy, that's, is, that's going to be a real head scratcher. Time travel. Is it possible? Mm-hmm. And then also, if you could travel in time, where would, would you, you go? go? Or, or I think a better question would be, when would you go? Because it, it oh, is true man. that when, when you when you look at some of these time traveling escapades in the movies and in the popular media, they they often say, "Oh, I want to go to Rome in in 500 BC," uh, but they're 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 starting in New Jersey. Okay, well you can tra- travel in time, but there's nothing in that machine that takes it geographically to a different place. Uh, yes. Anyway, that's right. that's for another right. that's for another right. Right. time. Yes. Michael, uh, um, yes, 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 yes. I, I, again, I enjoyed the conversation. I think again, we ended up raising more questions than, than answers, <laughs> but that's the nature of topics. No surprise there. <laughs> well, until next time, you know, I hope, I hope all of you at home will continue thinking about, uh, these questions and these issues. I know I will, Michael, I hope you will. Yep. And I will see you next time. See you then. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. If you'd like to write us a letter with a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.